0: hello everyone welcome back another episode of the Bat Boys this is your favorite co-host Tim and your less favorite co-host Sam
1: hello everyone I'm the enemy of the podcast <laughs>
0: And we have a lot to catch up on, Sam. We didn't yes. last week. That was my fault. Uh, but uh, I had a little Valencia burnout. Now I'm going to talk about that. I'm sure it's very common amongst the Valencia fans. Also, we have several games to discuss. But before we get into that, Sam, I just want to point out the investment we've made into this podcast. First, I have now bought a new microphone. We invested in the software, and now you have a brand new setup. You're on your computer now. And I think what this means, Sam, is we've now invested more into the Valencia Club than Peter Lim has. Wow. (laughs) Tim, I think you're right. Um,
1: Tim, I think you're right. And you know, we, on this podcast, I just want to start off with something pretty shocking, Tim. I was thinking about this. And you and I, we try to, quell you know some of the the fears that surrounding the valencia club and and we have we offer a lot of hope but i will just say this right now we still january 25th we still have not signed a new player (laughs) my feeling is that if we do not if if Peter Lim continues to operate this club without a sporting director, it is a matter of when, not if this team will be relegated. I do not think we will be relegated this season, but I do think if we do not have a sporting director and Peter Lim is able to just have complete autonomy over over what happens, then I think we are going to get relegated at some point. I, I just think that... You know there is, if you do not invest, if you don't refresh, if you don't try to bring players in, um, if you don't try to listen to your coaches, I just think that at a certain point you are absolutely going to fail, and and it's really just going to it's going to be a matter yeah. of of when, not if,
0: for me. Well, that's a that's a really tough outlook, Sam. But you're right. Uh, if we don't invest in the club. I mean, I don't know how we can improve from here. Uh, we've seen now that our our youth isn't going to take us very far. We can only get have so many good results, and eke got so many good results with with the young squad. With that said, though, Sam, let's just get into it. Uh, we have no money. I, I think if you look at all the deals that have come through, the transfer deals, and there there have, but we do have Pacini back. We'll talk about that, but uh, that's not a new investment. He's returning. Paulista has renewed, uh, but every other transfer rumor is just a a hope and a dream because eventually when it hits, I guess, negotiation time, Lim is like, well, we have no money. I'm not giving you any money. So is this something that all teams are finding themselves in? This is just the state of the things right now, or is this 100% Lim?
1: I think it's more 100% Lim in the fact that Cadiz bought players right like yeah we like Granada bought players like we I mean I don't like especially if you're talking about an investment like capoo like Villarreal yeah. want like Villarreal how many players did Villarreal buy this summer right and if we're thinking about or over the last right over the last year they bought Alcacer as well right so um you know, there are clubs that have made big investments over this period in La Liga that seem to have similar financials that, that we where, have. Where did
0: all the money go, Sam? That's what I want to know. Where did all the money go? Weren't we in Champions League? Villarreal wasn't in Champions League. Yeah. Shouldn't we? What were we purchasing? What was Lim buying? Are they throwing huge Valencia orange parties? I don't... That's the big disconnect for me is, you know, one, the promise of the club getting the finances under control is, is just out the window. Because now we have no money, but like, where did it all go? Like, what were we spending against? Were all the players' investments we made in two thousand nineteen just uh, basically borrowed against future winnings? That must be the case. Like, I, I guess I we couldn't. I think we could that's afford how any most. Of those
1: I think that's how most clubs operate, right? Like, I think, and I think that's what Real is doing. I think that's what Atletico Madrid is certainly doing. That, um, and I think yeah. you have to do that because the consequences of of not doing that is is that you get relegated right and then your financials are are just dramatically different uh, yeah, or very you're, bad. or you're for a team like atletico you're you know you're you have to make sure that you get to champions league right and you, perhaps you have well to doesn't
0: you know doesn't financial fair play which requires clubs to spend what they make doesn't that limit you spending against your future because you only now have one season to spend against is that what you're saying so i can buy a player today or let's say the beginning of season thinking we'll get into champions league and as long as i can recoup those winnings i guess those earnings at the end of the year ffp or is is level that's what you're is that what you're saying just that's precisely yeah. yeah okay so 2018, 19, when we made these investments, we tried to get into Champions League. Uh, and then we did, but then we didn't. Um, that's what that's where the money went essentially. Hmm. You still there? Or are yeah, you just I'm nodding? Still here, your head? But I mean,
1: this year, this year we still need to bet against the fact that we'll have some income for next year.
0: Yeah. Uh, but we sold 70 million, what Was it, 70 million dollars worth of players? We even gave some away. Uh, so it is, a, it is a strange thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad we talked about it because we, we talk about, and we lament the the limb purchasing, the mill, uh, the Murthy purchasing, but sometimes I forget, we forget how we got there. Uh, so yeah, if we don't invest in something, and I think it's a good reminder of where we are. So Asasuna last week, we tied Asasuna. We, uh, of course won. Uh, in our Copa del Rey midweek uh, for one, but then we face Atletico this week, and I think this is the same the story of what happens when you don't. Two different stories: an Atletico team that did invest and continues to invest, and a team that does not. And that second half with Atletico showed it. Um, we just don't have the the depth. Uh, that's just sto- the story as at this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Atletico, it um, and it's tough because I, I thought for a lot of that game, we looked extremely good and perhaps yeah. the better team. Like, I, I thought we really, yeah, I, I thought we really played well in a lot of areas of the game. I think the Diacabi injury was really unfortunate, and, and that's not nothing to take away from Guillermo, who you and I both love, but, you know, it changes the, the flow of the game, I think, to change the center back.
0: Um, yeah.
1: in the middle of a game, but diacabi has been so good for us. I mean, we we've yeah, talked really about good. this. I mean, this has been one of the he's been one of the surprise of the season. Um, how, how good he's been. So it's it's it was tough to see him come out, and he was really dominant when he was in. Um, and he's it, been really a joy to watch. Him, I, I just yeah. But yeah, we
0: you know we it just we looked a little tired in that second half. Um, Right. Well, going into the match, uh, there were a few players that were uh, uh, uncertain, one of which was Solaire. Solaire was, uh, I think at this point we could say he wasn't injured, but he was questionable. And I bet he's been playing 90 minutes essentially every game. So so these are when he just can't run 60 or or 90 minutes, right? We're going to get maybe 55, 60 out of him at that pace. So I wonder if – I mean, I, I think that's it. That's the story. You know, the BN sports announcers were saying, oh, Simeone did this and he changed his tactics and it unlocked. And Yeah, there's some of that. But really, I mean, I bet you Simeone just knew, just continue running at this, this team, guys, just, <laughs> uh, and get Carrasco open and Suarez continue doing what you're doing. And we're going to get chances because they can't keep up uh, with, with the pace really.
1: And, and they just had a bit more, I mean, I feel as if this is always the story with Atletico. They're just, they're really good in, in their, you know, in in their last 18 and an R18, right? Like they're really good. Their Mm -hmm. last line of defense is really good. And their last line of offense is really good. They just, you know, between um, I mean, Joe Felix now has has really emerged as, as one of the best players in the league of this season. And, and, uh, I mean, they just – they have a very dangerous team. It's a team that I dislike. Um, yeah. Because Atletico is an unlikable club. Uh, to all the Atletico fans listening to this, you know how I feel. You know how I feel yeah. about, about you guys. You know. Yeah.
0: Sam and I went but, on an uh, Atletico podcast, you know. Imagine. Yeah, see what we're right. doing for this, this community, Valencia community. I know. I know. Well, no, it's actually, you know. It's a nice. It's a good. It was actually a good, good experience. But yeah, Jer- Jeremy's great.
1: Jeremy's great. I. I. But I. I have no love for Simeone, and I have no love for uh, the Colchoneros. Well,
0: um, yeah, and and they're a really good team right now. They're really good as team. well. They're just that's really why good. they're just a really good team. They they've won what five out of five games. Uh, I don't know how many more games in the last. Uh, you know this the whole season now. I mean, they're just they're probably going to win the league. Uh, and the highlight of it, uh, the silver lining, was really how good we looked the first half. We, we were the better yeah. team in the first half. Right, we do yeah. want to call that out. And I do want to call out uh, Rosic's goal. Uh, oh, my gosh,
1: Tim. I watched that goal over, over and over and over again.
0: 11 minutes in, maybe the goal of the season. Uh, for Valencia, that is. Well, maybe the league, I don't know. But the way he struck that first time, Sam. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Go back if you haven't seen it, watch the highlights. what an incredible goal and if i'm not uh what's interesting about Rossich is he's dude he's getting better and better, yeah. and I think he's, he's becoming a, he's more of a more and more of a difference maker throughout the season when he's on and when he's off yeah, I,
1: I agree. I, I think for our last series of matches, he's been one of the three most important players for us,
0: yeah yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, Atletico. So I, I don't know what else to say about this Atletico match, Sam, other than, you know, it was probably uh, better than what I thought it would be, to be, to be honest, given that good first half, second half, we just kind of were falling apart. Uh, I, I saw some narratives around Guillamon coming on and things changing, I don't know, I don't know if it would have changed so much had Diacabi stayed on, although Diacabi you know has been a, so so strong for us. I don't know what, yeah. any thoughts on that i,
1: I, I agree I, I agree with you I, I think I think it was more just we we really looked exhausted, and yeah it requires i think grassy football requires a ton of discipline, and I think we just lost a little bit of the discipline at the end um, yeah. And I think giving up that second goal, we started chasing the game and that's just, that's just plays into Atletico's hands. So I just think it was, I, I, you know, I, I want Gracia to, to try to, to try to take risks in a match like this. So, um, you know, Guedes, you know, I, Guedes hasn't looked good recently. I'd say that's a Uh takeaway for me. I've been pretty disappointed in his play since he had that, that red card. Uh, several mm-hmm. weeks ago, he just hasn't just hasn't quite clicked yet. He had just clicked right before he got that yeah. red card. And right he before got, he did, he did. Yeah, yeah. And his, then he got that two game suspension, and just hasn't looked quite right yet. So hopefully he comes back. Um, Gaia hasn't looked uh, really on form the last couple matches either. For me, he's just looked mm-hmm. a little off. He did get the assist to, to Rosic, but he just hasn't been. He had a lot of passes that were astray, a lot of crosses that were poorly yeah. weighted. Again, not what you'd expect from from Gaia. So I think he I, – but I obviously Gaia is a tremendous player. He's going to start playing back to his form. Um, glad to have Paulista back. Hopefully Diacabi is not out for too long. Uh, yeah. Correa wasn't great this game, but Correa is starting to grow a little bit for me. I, I'm yes. actually, and he got I, that
0: haircut prior to uh, Osasuna. Maybe this is it. Yeah. Maybe this unlocks Korea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, but I mean, he has looked, I, he has looked good.
1: Maxi, I'm I wish Maxi could get a little bit more involved. He's struggling. I do think there's really no reason to not be starting Kangin Lee every match. I I I, yeah. I I like Vallejo a lot. I think Vallejo is a great player, but I don't know. I, I really think maybe he maybe Garcia thinks Vallejo uh, plays more defense. Which we needed against a team like Atletico, but I just think Kanga Lee yeah. can unlock the other team's defense in a way that no other player on our team, maybe outside Solaire, can do. Yeah. Um, so I just think he needs to be on the field.
0: Also, he's the only one that seems to uh, click and connect with Maxi. Yeah. And uh, or at least Maxi knows he'll can at least get uh, some pretty good service. Uh, and Maxie, this game, you know, he just didn't really seem into it. Uh, and, yeah. you know, you can't go 100% every game. Um, you know, you're going to have games where you're just not into it and you can't get up for it. But I almost thought he could have been subbed at some point because um, he just, he, I don't know, he just wasn't into this game. And uh, But I worry about Maxie a little bit because if we don't get him service he's going to start wondering, can I go to another club and get 18 goals because I'm just going to get six chances a game? I'm going to get four crosses uh, a half. Uh, those are the kind of things I worry about when I see some drop in morale when you have a team with basically four or five guys carrying the team, you know? Yeah. It's a fear for this. Um,
1: but Rossage Rosich, Tim, Rossage's Rosich. goal, I really – I just – I do – yeah, I I just wish we could get a little bit more depth in that center midfield position because I think – Yeah,
0: right. I mean, I well, we just, Solaire's yeah. – I mean, so Was was out this game uh, due to cards. And had Rosic been dizzy again, I mean, it could have yeah, been a 5-1 match. This is how close we are <laughs> to – not winning four or five games in a row. Is is, is Rosic getting dizzy or getting injured or even Solaire, um, who seems to have very little legs left, uh, and we have a game Wednesday now. Oh, man, we we really need some depth there. Same thing with that center back position. Diakabi's thing runs out. I don't know what his status is right now. Now Guillermo's in. So – yeah i I don't know if there's any tactical strategy themes to really unpack with Atletico. We could go down that route, but until we have some depth and we have a second half that we can put in as much energy as we can in the first half, I don't know if we'll really make a difference um, yeah I think
1: that's well said tim let's let's talk about um let's talk about what 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 made you sad this week? You were, I think I know the story. Oh. I think you were, you were eating a Valencian orange and <laughs> you, you bit into it in the wrong spot and you started choking. And I did, I did. Your mom called me cause she was worried about you. Cause she said mm-hmm. you didn't pick up, uh, your diarrhea medicine from the CVS on time. I have like six
0: medicines now, according to you. I've got eyes, ears, nose. Uh, I got diarrhea. I had a few others. Constantly,
1: constantly at the doctor. I, I really, I feel for you, Tim. I hope. I, hope you have, I to have to keep
0: me. changing doctors because they refuse to see me anymore, but they don't yeah. know. They just haven't found it. Whatever it is that's wrong with me. No, right. Sam, I, I think it's good to talk about Valencia fatigue. Valencia fatigue, yes, yeah, yeah. I Valencia fatigue, the- because uh, you know, you and I show up most every week. We missed Monday, but you know, uh, Sam, you seem to have uh, unlimited enthusiasm, energy uh, right. uh, for life. Uh, you right. got this um, Joao de vivre about you. Us mere mortals, how do we stay up? How do we? How do we, especially being Valencia fans? How do we stay positive? Because I will say, Sam. I don't always want to watch Valencia because it's frustrating, especially it's going in the latter parts of the season. We get into these rough patches. If we don't get a transfer, it's like a, it's just a war of attrition, you know? So what do you got? What's your, do you have any secrets for our, our listeners? Just pick a ball. I would just say that soccer,
1: I think being a s- soccer fan of whatever club it is, is just something that is excruciating you know soccer yeah. is is the best sport to watch for entertainment I, I agree but soccer is never entertainment for me soccer is always something that you're suffering you're suffering watching because the game <laughs> you're either like clinging to a lead and like yeah. the game could change like a change on a turn or you're behind and you're desperately looking for that opportunity, or it's right. a tie and you're on edge, and every throw in, every pass, you're nervous about. That is mm-hmm. being a soccer fan. And so we can sort of abstractly talk about you know, what's more beautiful, whether it was like this Barcelona team or this like Liverpool team that was more direct, but really, when you're mm-hmm. in the middle of a match and you care about one team you are just suffering that's all it is is suffering (laughs) and so that that your experience tim isn't to me fatigue Valencia is suffering Valencia it's fatigue of passion right it's just like this is this is tough like it's always tough to be uh a fan Uh, oh I would say I would say soccer seems particularly excruciating because of how intense the matches are. Because you have to, you you yeah. watch, the, you can't look away, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if I was watching like an NBA match, and I like watching the NBA, but if I was watching an NBA match, I mean, they're just scoring so many points. It's just like, when do I care? When am I watching? Yeah. There's so many points. It's careless how many points there are. Oh, he <laughs> shoots scary. a big three. Cool, I don't care. Because there's going to be yeah. like 115 points in the match. But... Soccer, it's just – it's tough, man. It's really mm-hmm. – it's just tough. I love it, but, man, it's, it's not easy. It's not always easy.
0: Well, it's particularly tough for Valencia fans this week as Marcelino has started this tear through Spain. He <sighs> beats Barcelona, Supercopa. He just beat uh, Bordelas 5-1. You know, the, the silver lining there is Bordalasca beat 5 1, Sam. So that's good. Yeah, but that's nice. How do, you, uh, how do you take this, Sam? You know, you have a, I think you wrote a small pamphlet, a love letter, maybe a series of love letters to Marcelino last year that went unpublished. So as a big fan of Marcelino, um, some would say, someone would say, maybe a little, maybe an, an idol of yours, a hero. How do you feel him going to Bilbao and now getting getting these results, uh, feeling like that could be us?
1: You know, obviously, I'm happy, I'm, obviously I'm happy for Marcelino. I, I will say that, you know, I, I have been a little bit of, of – both of us have been a little bit of contrarians to – Valencia, the, the majority of Valencia fans that have always been clamoring for Marcelino and kind of see last season as simply just a failure of the fact that we let Marcelino go. I think that that is true to a large extent, um, especially looking at the the coach that we brought on, had no Liga mm-hmm. experience. Um, but, you know, I, I have I, I didn't think, I was very, very pro keeping Marcelino on in his last season when when the team was struggling. There were, you know, some prominent people including like Hector Gomez uh, yeah. who said, you know, now is the time to let Marcelino go. I think um, you know, there was there was talk that Matthieu Alamani had in his back pocket in the event that they made the decision to fire him uh, recommending border Um I was I was supporting Marcelino staying but I also thought that Marcelino football was was also somewhat predictable and yeah. you know, it was a, a an approach that I thought was was really effective but you know at the same time you know he was he's been fired basically for, for insurrection for his last couple of of uh, of jobs and you know I, I just I just think that it's there was a reason why he hadn't been hired from then up until this point um, so you know I, I think he was a really good coach I think to me I, you know this is like this is like now like a Tom Brady Bill Belichick debate of like who's more responsible right. for success but I, I yeah. kind of thought that of the Alamani-Marcelino combination, not that it's a competition, but I thought Alamani was more important. Um, I still believe that. I think Alamani was the, was was really critical to our success, and he was also the one who, who made the decision to bring Marcelino on, but I, I, I do think Marcelino is is a terrific coach. Uh, I do think that Gracia is a really good coach too, and I think that Gracia has been dealt a, a tough hand. I think there's a lot of people that have been critical of of Gracia, as of late i would say that i am firmly just as i was that last season marcelino firmly in the we need to to try to do everything we can to protect Gracia because i i think um i do think he's he's a very solid coach and i think he's actually has a lot of his his team has a lot of characteristics of those marcelino teams the marcelino teams had much more talent much more experience much more depth Mm -hmm. but um but I think Grassi is a good coach. Happy for Marcelino. It's obviously really sad to see him with such success, um, but I'm happy for him. But I also, I, I don't want to, th- I wouldn't, wouldn't want people to think that if only we had Marcelino right now and not Gracia, we would be like top four. I, I, I just don't think that's the case. I just think that we just do not have enough talent. I think Gracia is a uh-huh. good coach. We just need to we just need to do more to, to help him.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that just to add one note, I, I agree with you. And that was his warning that resulted in him being fired that if we don't invest, you know, our objectives will change and the objectives have changed on Degrassia. Uh So that's a, that's a really good point. Um, it's not going to be this, Hey, we don't have Mar- uh, Marcelino and now we're in this position. If we, if we did, we'd be there. Uh, I, you know, I think the money situation would have been the same. So Right, and maybe we'd be in I don't know eighth <laughs> instead of uh where we are now, so uh all right, so thank you, Sam. Thank you for reminding us that football is suffering. Uh, I do want to remind people uh I just learned today that Frank Lampard was fired at Chelsea, so every club has their problems, Sam uh, we're not the only ones yeah. suffering out there it it I think what hurts most is just just how. Uh, much uh, how many the level of clownmanship <laughs> at Valencia that's what's just so frustrating um, to the point where yeah. it seems malicious all right well uh, Sam Puccini is back excited back. excited that he's back too. he's <laughs> back Puccini's back been, you, I'm not you, yeah, a I, huge not a big fan
1: I've never been a huge Puccini fan Tim but I'm glad that we have anybody right now so, yeah. I'm, I'm wow, how times, for
0: it. how times have changed since uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we were calling for him to leave. Now we're so glad he's back. Uh, Paulista renewed until I believe 2024, it's pretty
1: sweet. That we needed great. that.
0: The little news we can get is great. Um, I'm just now seeing today, uh, we are possibly picking up Fatiga Uatara. Do you know how to pronounce that? I,
1: I don't know who he
0: is. The, prob- the problem with football news is... A- yeah, I did. That's a fake person. Uh, no, actually, he's... Uh, it looks like Sissoko, former Valencia player Sissoko, uh, represents um, Uttar, who plays for Lille. Uh, he's 20 years old. Uh, I guess he plays up tie. I just don't know what's going oh. on here with this. But it looks like he's...
1: Ali Sissoko, man. He was a big disappointment.
0: Yeah, well... Seems better being a manager. Yeah, looks like it. I don't know uh, the status of that, uh, but he is in Valencia right now. It's a picture of him uh, at the stadium, um, and we would get him with an option to buy. Uh, I don't even know anything about him. It's funny; all these things seem to be coming in, Sam, and they they just and I almost ignore them until there's any material news because. I mean, they're all just hopes and dreams, whispers in, in the Valencian night, yep. uh, and nothing wow. materializes.
1: It's really, you don't want to get caught up in this stuff because it's more depressing than, uh, we're just going to wait until January 30th and see, yeah. come what come may, Tim, time and hour yeah. runs through the roughest day. That was a, that's, a, that's a line from Shakespeare. And a it's, a Shakespeare. Good, it's a good
0: lesson. Do you it's just the, quote Shakespeare on our process. Valencia podcast?
1: I mean, Tim, right. th- there is something tragic about being a Valencia fan, and <laughs> and for that reason, why not look to you know the the best tragic writer of all time, right? So, well,
0: we uh we found the the title of this of this podcast episode. That's for sure.
1: Come what come so, may, time and hour come, what on come may. office day.
0: Yeah, we got to see if there's a character limit. We'll have to check on that. Uh, but. <laughs> So, uh, you know, real quick on Pacini. Um, I mean, do you, do you think he's going to give us a lift? Do you think he's going to? I don't know, Tim. I think, yeah. I think um,
1: it's re- he's going to be better than some of the players that we've been playing. And yeah. when I say that, I mean Jason. I mean uh, yeah. Blanco. Um, who, you know, I, 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 or I'm I critical of Blanco, but it's not that I think that Blanco has no potential. I just don't think he's, he should be playing for Valencia's first team right now. Um, yeah. So I he's think between there. those two, Sobrino, I think Puccini is better than the three of them. So I, I would, you know, I haven't seen Puccini play for Atalanta. I don't think he has played much football in a long time, but I still would bet that he's better than those three. I'm not sure that there's other players that, that I would put him ahead of at this point, but um, I feel yeah, confident about won- making.
0: Yeah, I wonder where Gracia puts him. Uh, if Correa's playing well, does he p- put him someplace else? Uh, does he try to shift some people around as Was? I don't know what he could do. Uh, but you're right. I mean, those are the weakest players. Maybe he plays in front of them. Maybe he just puts them right mid for now. Um, yeah. Correa's doing well. Uh, or even center, I don't know. Does he? I, I saw some tweet about him playing center back. I don't know if that's ever he's ever played there. Uh, or, I mean, but maybe he moonlights there um, if Gracia can use him there. I don't know.
1: Maybe maybe Gracia will start playing center back as like a player manager, <laughs> trainer
0: player. I think legally you could do that, right? Well, we don't know oh, yeah. what the rules are in La Liga. We got to go to the, the big book stored in Madrid somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah Tabas's basement.
1: It's under Tabas's bed, actually. He <laughs> blows the dust off of it. And it's got it's all written in Tabas's handwriting, which is very
0: suspicious. Uh, I mean, and and right as you in, flip the right pages, two. new rules are written based on the memories There's, of every game having completed.
1: Many, many of the pages, Tim, uh, according to uh, tradition, traditional folklore, are written in pencil. So which hmm. which rules have been you know, established? Uh, since, you know, the fourth century or (laughs) which rules were written by Tabas on Wednesday.
0: It's uh, it's tricky tricky stuff. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Shakespeare is a quote for that. He is a quote for everything. All right, what else? Uh, (laughs) Talked about Valencia Uh, Fatigue, Marcelino. we we do predictions. Predictions. I think that's all I had, predictions. Uh, Well, Sam, we possibly got the worst... Uh, Copa draw, who plays Sevilla on Wednesday after, a, you know, that's a pretty quick turnarounds. Based on what we looked like second half, oh, man, predictions. I don't think we're going to win this game. I hate to be negative. I don't typically bet against the team, but I think we're going to lose 2-1. Yeah,
1: the – the Valencia – Sevilla away is a tough one. The Ramon Sanchez Pichuan Stadium is a is usually a really tough place to play for Valencia. We've gotten – uh, we we typically get a red card um, at their stadium. It's uh, – however, yeah. and Sevilla's had a run of pretty good results. However, I'm, I'm still not super convinced by Sevilla, so I think – Yeah,
0: I don't think they're good. We,
1: I oh, think we're good. going to win 2-1 – but we're going to we're gonna be relying on a bit of luck to get that result. It's not going to be clear-cut. And then, Tim, for the Elche match on Saturday, I think this one is going to be a 2-0 victory for Valencia.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah, I do want to just say, I, I don't think Sevilla's very good. I'm not impressed by them. Uh, it, it, the circumstances of the league are, are the only reason I feel like they're in fourth place right now. Uh, so I just want to yeah, say that. We are, I don't know if we'll win there, but I don't think they're very good. LJ, oh, man. So, they're 19th place, 3-8-7. and 7. Haven't won in a while. Negative 10. Goal differential. Uh, and is that home, Sam? Does that yeah, matter anymore? Yeah, we're going to win 2 nothing. We're going to shut Ooh. out LJ. Wow, we both have the same prediction. I well, we're going like to shut him, I him out.
1: I don't think we can to go.
0: I think Kang and Lee is gonna uh, make an impact one of these two games because I think he's gonna stick. I think he's forced to stick around. I don't think he's going anywhere. So yeah. I think Rossi is like, you know what? We're just gonna, he maybe his attitude will turn around, and then that's a that's a narrative I've made up. It's the only reason I can think that he's not playing. Yeah, uh, but maybe his his attitude turns around and he reconciles him, himself with his circumstances, and he gets a lot more playing time. That's my thought,
1: and and Tim, I, I, w- I have one a third prediction uh, before we before we end the podcast, and that is that you have a better week, and that that your frown turns
0: upside down. <laughs> and well, I'm going to read Shakespeare every night now, so uh, I I have s- literature uh, in in my pocket as you know in my toolbox is what read
1: Macbeth. I and you'll know what true suffering is, and it'll make this seem trivial. Um, but you'll also understand. You, you'll feel. You'll feel for it. But it'll also it'll remind you. Uh, there you summer, go. There summer. you go,
0: listeners. Uh, Valencia community, people, fans, Macbeth, Shakespeare. Uh, that's your antidote to the rest of the season. Hopefully, we'll have some transfer news the next week. What? When's the uh, window closed, Sam? Twenty fifth. What date I, is the... We're,
1: we're, we're getting closer upon it, Tim.
0: Yeah, it's getting close. Okay, away. well, maybe by next uh, week, we'll have a signing, center back, center mid. Uh, we'll have a win in Copa del Rey. We will have shutout Elche, and we'll be in, you know, 11th place. You know, maybe That's right. Maybe 12th. So, yeah. All right, Sam, thank you for the wise words. I feel better already. <laughs> sounds good and we'll talk uh let's talk
1: immediately after let's record immediately after that lc match on saturday
0: all right that's a date let's sounds do it good. okay all right. have a good See week it. tim all right buddy later